Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Dobry večer and welcome to the Bohemian Podcast with Pete Coleman and Travis Dole. Good evening from Prague. I'm Pete Coleman. And I'm Travis Dow. On tonight's special destination episode, we'll take you on a little bit of a tour of the medieval silver mining boomtown called Kutnohora. It's located in central Bohemia. This popular tourist destination welcomes thousands of visitors every year to tour the underground mines, St. Barbara Cathedral, the Italian court, and numerous other sites throughout the town. And let us not forget to mention the ossuary in Sedlik, which is a a little subtown, about about a kilometer away or so from from the uh, central town square of Kutnohora. To many people, this is known as the Bone Church. You might have seen something about that on television. It that, is pretty that's what spooky. I call it. Yep. Yeah, so a pretty amazing place. Kutnohora, uh, to give you an idea, what is on somewhat of a of an elevated plain. That's where the name Hora, which in Czech means mountain, uh, comes into play here. Where it comes into prominence, we mentioned this just a few seconds ago. It's silver, man, silver was dug out of the grounds here at unbelievable rates to make the currency that was used in Bohemia. And this was called the Groschen. Now the Groschen was so popular that it was used throughout all of Europe. Uh, so you can imagine the sheer money and opulence that this place uh, actually had during this time of the uh, 12th, 12th century. So the town was actually begun in 1142. It was a settlement of the first Cistercian monastery in Bohemia at Sedlik Monastery, which we just mentioned where the Bone Church is. It was uh, brought to immediate prominence during this time. In 1260, German miners began to mine the silver right out of the mountain region. Of course, became very prosperous by this. Uh, when you get to Kutnohora, you can take these tours and actually they'll give you these white uh, lab coats and the white miner's helmets and, the, and, and you'll have some kind of light to go by, most like an old-fashioned candle. And you'll go underneath the town and see what mining was like. Absolutely amazing. We'll yeah. talk about that later in the podcast tonight for this destination episode. But if you're claustrophobic, avoid this like the plague. All right, It, it gets pretty tight, tight quarters down there underneath the town of Kutnohora. The name of the mountain, we have a couple of theories here, depending on if you ask a Czech or a German. Right, but the Germans call it Kuttenberg, which you know, which means Kuttenhora. That's exactly what it means. So Kutten in German could come from the monks' cowls, like the kind of like the hoods or you know whatever that is. But in, if you ask a Czech, then Kutani is Old Czech for mining. Both make sense, you know. One's from the abbey, one's from the mines. Under Habit Heinrich Heidenreich, the territory greatly advanced due to the silver mines, like you mentioned, and it had a huge boom in the 13th century. And then from the 13th to 16th century, it almost competed with Prague economically, culturally, politically. I mean, it's just this big, important 
you know, from mining, but a lot of silver went through there. And then uh, since 19, 1995, the city center has been a UNESCO World Heritage Site. So Which is it very really important. Is worth seeing. Yeah. If, if you go to the, they're very proud of the concept that they're part of a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Uh, which comes with, you know, you can able to put this on the, the coins and T-shirts and whatever the case may be. It, it is prominent everywhere. They're very proud of it. There are many things to see here. And one thing we need to mention, along with this, the, the coining of the Groschen, is actually the Italian court, which is just above the kind of uh, tall courtyard that was considered to be the treasury for, for all of Bohemia. This was the epicenter of the money. Once again, we said that the, the town grew really, really quickly. And at the outbreak of the Hussite Wars in 1419, it was the second most important city in Bohemia after Prague. And uh, partially because it, it actually it became one of the favorite residences of several of the Bohemian kings. So it was you know, just a great place for royalty to stay. It was here on January 18th, 1409, that Wenceslaus IV signed the famous decree of Kutnahora. And we mentioned this in the Hussite episode. You mentioned the Prague Russian. That was huge all over Europe. It was mined until 1547, but then the mines flooded. So the town became impoverished, and in 1770 was devastated by fire. And then the, uh, the mines were finally given up completely at, kind of at the end of, you know, basically after that, at the end of the 18th century. One of the interesting churches, not the, not the most too famous, but the, one of the interesting churches is the Church of the Assumption of Our Lady and St. John the Baptist. That's a mouthful. It's kind of this Baroque-style church. It's a little northeast of, of the center, and it's, par it, it's part of the World Heritage Site. And it has a chapel of called, like the Chapel of All Saints. And it was first built in a Gothic style in the 13th century, and then after the Hussite Wars, it was destroyed and rebuilt in the beginning of the 18th century by a Mr. Jan Satini Eichel. In the, and then, you know, this time it was built Baroque. And the latest restoration, it was just restored, like I think, in 2001, something like that. And uh, but there's plenty more things to see. Well, it, it's it's uh, you know that that uh, um, the Church of the Assumption is it's it's pretty huge. Actually, you can't miss it, especially if you're leaving the center of Kudnahora, uh heading back towards the train station. It'll be on your right hand side, right there at the intersection. You take a left. There's Sedlik. And about a you know a block or two up that, that tiny little road is the ossuary where the bone church is. We'll get to that in a few moments. But one thing that that is another must do in this town is is to tour the Italian court. Uh, the Italian court is a palace in Kutnahora, which originally was the seat of the central mint of Prague. It was named after the Italian experts who who were uh, at the forefront of the of the, of the minting uh, reform there. So this is where the Groschens would be, would be minted, and they have this beautiful selection, a combination of, of museum and actual working uh, mint uh, there to this day. This main area of mint consisted of coin maker workshops, smithies, uh, as, smithies. As, as smithies, as well as uh, a, whole, a whole industry of people that worked in the courtyard and inside the, the uh, minting chamber. Uh, this minting chamber was called the Preghaus. Yep. Right. So well done, sir. Thank you. That was my, my attempt at German. Uh, where the Prague Groschens were actually struck, and we mentioned that they were there's so many that came out of this that uh, it was one of the main forms of currency throughout all of the of the continent. Well, to get a better idea, the, uh, for our American uh, listeners, um, when you talk about Fort Knox, Kentucky, and the gold reserve of the United States, this was kind of like that. This was the Fort Knox of Bohemia in in the 14th century, right, Travis? 
Yeah, more or less. I mean, obviously a lot smaller, but this is this is basically where they it was like a safe storehouse where they kept all the the silver ore, you know, waiting to be smelted down. And that's like in the 13th century. Well, at one point it was actually part of the kind of the town castle. I mean, it was really heavily fortified, which is what made it so great for that. Um, then it, you know, kind of mingled into these town fortifications, and then it was separated from the town itself by moats. So really protected kind of place. Um, you can still see some of the early, the, you know, some of the sections of the moats which survive in the lower sections as cellars. So they were, you know, covered up, but you can still go down them. What, one thing I want to mention is that it, it was reconstructed, and this is done by the workshop, workshop of the famous Peter Parler, who was none other than the architect of St. Vitus Cathedral, and also, I think, Right St. here in Prague, Barbara, yeah. right, in Prague so, Castle. After the reconstruction of the 14th century, the Italian court became a part-time royal residence. So it does have that mm -hmm. kind of royal feel to it, and it's uh, located uh, around some, some nice little uh, uh, hotels and these tiny little city streets. If you're driving through the area, it's going to be very difficult with the one-way streets. You're going to have to find your way uh, through them. It's easy to get lost. If you're walking, it's probably a little bit easier. You know, uh, you go to the tourist uh, office there in the, in the Old Town Square, and you'll get yourself a nice little map, and it'll help out greatly to be able to make sure you hit all the right places. That takes us to, to St. Barbara's Church. Uh, so it's sometimes incorrectly called St. Barbara Cathedral, but it is St. Barbara's Church. It looks like a cathedral. It is amazing uh, when when you see it. It just juts out of the uh, of the rock there, uh, and it's it uh, overlooks the the city, uh, and it's uh, it's got these flying buttresses. It's it's huge and gothic. You can definitely see Peter Parler's finger fingerprints uh, throughout the whole place. St. Barbara's Church, as, we, as I mentioned before, we call it St. Barbara's Cathedral as well, is uh, one of the the main places you have to hit when in Kutnahora. It is pretty immense inside. And it does have some. It does remind you a little bit of Saint Saint uh, Vitus Cathedral in Prague at Prague Castle. Saint Barbara is a patron saint of miners, so that makes perfect sense that it was named after her. When you kind of think about it, you see, actually see a, a wooden carving of a miner holding a miner's lantern and a pick that uh, over, overlooks the, the the presbytery in inside. It reminds me of some of the the um, uh, churches that are named for Saint Barbara in in the state of West Virginia back home in the United States. Yeah. Um, yeah, because of, of mining being a huge part of the Appalachians. So uh, it kind of struck home to me a little bit there. But, you know, we, we, we see that it is appropriate. And when we talk about these folks that, it, that dug so deep kilometers down into the mountain to, to mine these uh, silver, uh, silver ore. Uh, construction of St. Barbara's uh, began in 1388. Uh, but because work of the church was, so, was interrupted several times for various reasons, it was, it was not really completed until 1905. Kind of a common story with St. Vitus Cathedral, yeah. you know. Uh, it just took several hundred years to finish. The first architect was, was known as Johann Parler, the uh, son of Peter Parler. So he took a little bit from his dad and his, his dad's uh, archetype that he used uh, with St. Vitus Cathedral to make this church. Uh, but studies say that Peter Parler actually participated in this before his death and helping to draft the design. Uh, working on the building was interrupted for more than 60 years because of the Hussite Wars. As in a previous episode, we talked about the unfortunate uh, ramifications of the Hussite Wars, that what was once built in the very beginning was either burned, torn down, or, or just looted. Uh, so there had to be a second attempt uh, when the wars were finished to uh, resume building or to rebuild. Travis, what, what, have you ever been to uh, St. Barbara's? 
That one's the one I think I've been to. Yeah, yeah, a huge it, one. It, it it is it is pretty amazing uh, to see the architecture inside and outside, and how it connects by somewhat of a, a royal lane. It looks a little mm -hmm. bit like Prague, Prague's Charles Bridge, uh, that it is, is adorned by um, these statues, probably about 12 or 13 statues, yeah. all the way down this kind of uh, uh, walkway that leads you right to the mining epicenter of the town. During the middle part of June, they have something called sil the, the, uh, the Silver Festival Days, and that's where they recreate the uh, medieval atmosphere and have jousting by the Italian court. They, you know, sell medieval uh, tr trinkets and things. They actually have uh, several actors that are uh, Wenceslas the Fourth, King Wenceslas the Fourth, that actually oh, yeah. came to the town, and Sophia of of, Bo of Bavaria. Yeah. They are accompanied by several hundred townspeople dressed up, not actors, paid actors, but real townspeople dressed up to be knights and to be yeah. serfs and and. Uh, uh, maids in waiting, and and uh, it is a pretty neat sort of thing. Uh, I had a really enjoyable time seeing this uh, in mid June, and uh, I, I uh, totally recommend it as one of the top festivals. Uh, unfortunately, it coincides with the Festival of Roses down in, in Chesky Krumlov, which is just as epic and just as awesome. It's just on the other uh -huh, side of the Republic, yeah. so you got to pick and choose. Yeah. Sorry, maybe next year I'll do that one. This one was was good, was good to see. Uh, that's not the only thing that draws people to Kutnohora. And I think a lot of people come by train or by bus or uh, by car for one particular dark sort of history that we have when it comes to building churches out of human remains, and, right? That would yeah. be a place in Sedlik, uh, Sedlik Ossuary, uh, that is just about a kilometer outside of city center. I've been to Kutahora. I've never actually seen the bone church. So, uh, yeah, it's... I've seen pictures. It's really something to look at. I'm definitely going there for sure. I, I thought I actually thought about you when I, I was when I was there. I made a stopover to see it, and I was I was thinking about all the episodes that we've done for the Bohemian podcast, and we talk about the medieval sort of the human remains mm -hmm. that uh, you know sometimes they hold great importance, or it it just doesn't mean as much as, or it just means something different. The, yeah. the, how we look at human remains today as sacred almost that we don't disturb them. Well, they, man, so so many people have died over the years. You got to do something with the remains. Absolutely, you can't just absolutely. Let them take over the landscape. Yeah, so. and and so and so one person in gen, and, and did this. Now there's several ossuaries like this through central Bohemia. One's in Colleen, not too far away. This one is probably the most prominent one. And there's a line of people trying to get into this thing. It's not that big. Mm -hmm. um, and the only thing that makes you think that this is where it is, once you kind of go off that little city street, is the fact that there's a, a couple um, uh, cro skull and crossbones made out of cement that are oh, outs yeah. outside of it. It kind of puts you in the right direction. Once you mm -hmm. go inside, and those, and those folks that are in wheelchairs or, or scooters or those type of things that travel can actually use the... Uh, the movable ramp that goes all the way oh, down okay. there, right? Yeah. Down the stairs. So you can actually go in and see these pyramids of thousands of skulls that, that were put in there, cleaned. There was a process of cleaning yeah. these skulls, right? And bleaching them and then stacking them in the right... That must have been fun. Yeah, that can't be good. And a lot of these people were people that could not get into the cemeteries because of the plague epidemics Yeah. at the time. So, so yeah, it's a small Roman Catholic chapel. It's located beneath the Cemetery Church of All Saints. There's estimated that there's between 40,000 and 70,000 people. The reason it's hard to estimate how many exactly is because in many cases they're artistically arranged, right? So right. They're, 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 they form decorations, furnishings. Um, chandeliers. Yeah, the chandeliers. <laughs> so over 200,000 visitors yearly come to check this out. 
and there's four enormous kind of like bell-shaped mounds that are in the corners and yeah you mentioned the the <laughs> chandelier so the chandelier has at least one of every bone in the human body and it hangs right from the center and then there's kind of garlands of skulls draping the vaults you go in there and you see this and you and I don't know for me I kind of sat in there and I looked and I looked around I just kind of focused on all the empty eye cavities you know of these skulls and I think wow there these are these were once people yeah. you know with hopes and dreams Thousands. and issues and yeah. they met their demise by a horrible plague or or in some cases you'll see there the several of these skulls in a glass case that had these giant gaping battle wounds from oh, axes yeah. and wow. um, you know you can definitely see these giant holes in, in their, their cranial cavity um, so that's wow. on display so it's not just death from plague but yeah, also yeah. maybe the Hussite Wars so it, it is very interesting it's a must stop to see now to give you an idea if you're going to take the train from Prague to Kutnahora you're gonna be dropped off the train station is kinda of far away you're gonna make about a three or four kilometer hike you get over a little pedestrian bridge and you'll see the big uh, cathedral we talked about before the Church of the Assumption of Our Lady and, uh, and St. John the Baptist that'll be on your left that little street to, to uh, the ossuary is on your right so I'd probably hit that first before you head to the town of Kutnahora which, mm -hmm. which will be another kilometer away at that point so you're gonna get your walking shoes on for this one uh, but it is completely worth it I don't think you'll be disappointed to make this part of your trip when you come to Prague or other parts of Czech Republic to uh, make this a destination and that's why we made it a destination uh, episode tonight on Bohemican you have been listening to the Bohemican podcast with Pete Coleman and Travis Doe visit bohemican.com for more information on this episode other episodes and much more information about history traditions and culture in the Czech Republic find us on iTunes subscribe and review and don't forget to rate us we would love to hear from you. Send comments, ideas and corrections on our comments page on bohemican.com or get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. Tune in to our sister podcast, History of Alchemy, which is also on iTunes or on historyofalchemy.com. Until next time on the Bohemican podcast, thank you for listening. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.